What's going on, Prop Nation? It's your host, John, again today. Another Thursday night preview between the Lions going to Lambeau to face the Green Bay Packers. The division rival should be an absolutely awesome game. We've had a lot of success with these episodes. I'm really enjoying doing them. I've also had a lot of success with uh, the prop betting so far. If you've been following along so far on Thursday night uh, football previews, I am 12-2, and two, which is uh, pretty wild. The two... Losses being that one, just needed one more uh, pass attempt from Jared Goff, week one against the Chiefs, and then the Jameer Gibbs one as well. But Vikings at Eagles was highly profitable. We went, I had two tickets that were uh, three parlays each, and they all hit. It was 6-0. and That was awesome in week two. And then last week, of course, we were following along the episode we were watching as we were recording. And it went 4-0 and with uh, the 49ers. It was, a, it was a nice, easy game script for us. This week should be a very different uh, instance from that because the lines are very close. Um, if you're enjoying the content, if you're enjoying watching this, please like and subscribe to this. It really helps us out. And also, if you're following along on Twix, on Twitter, and X, please uh, repost. really helps us out as well. You can follow us on TikTok as well. And, of course, Sally's favorite. Uh, Instagram as well. So we're we're in all the hot spots at the moment. So let's not waste any time. Let's get into this week's Thursday night football game between the Lions and the Packers. We're looking at the Lions are currently favored minus one and a half. So very, very close. The over-under is open 46 and a half and it's now being bet down to 46, but not too much movement at this stage. Weather should be perfect. Uh, it'll be about 19 degrees, no rain, a little bit of wind similar to last week. So we're very excited to see that. And uh, as far as injuries go, there are actually a few injuries that we need to to focus on because David Montgomery is questionable. We don't know what his status is yet. Um, so that's going to impact Jameer Gibbs. It'll also probably impact the wide receivers. Um, and then on the Packers side of the ball as well, we've got Christian Watson. We're expecting him, according to Yahoo, we're expecting him to make a return, as well as Aaron Jones, who's also been out. And my gosh, the uh, do the Packers need Aaron Jones in this one? AJ Dillon has not been getting it done for them, unfortunately. What I will say as well is personally, so similar to last week, you know, I was all over the 49ers. If you can build a parlay around a, a storyline that you're telling yourself that you can get around, such as the 49ers are going to smash the Giants at home, that's an easy one. Then we can build a ticket. This week is a bit tricky because the two teams are so close. I personally, I'm on the Packers for this one. I have really been liking what Jordan Love has been doing. I understand a few people have been saying that his passes have been a little bit inaccurate. Uh, I've been okay with that. Hopefully, with the addition of Christian Watson, they should be able to push the ball downfield further. Matt LaFleur has been coaching up some really good schemes, and he's been um, doing a really good job at uh, making fourth down decisions and going for it and knowing when and and when not to. And look, honestly, between the Lions and the Packers, these are two very, very good head coaches. This should be a really, really great contested game. So let's get into it. So just to start here, we can see the Detroit Lions and how they've gone so far against Kansas City, Seattle, and Atlanta. If you've been following along, you'd know I'd like to sort of see how the opposing offenses did against each team and what they're able to achieve. So for example, we can see quarterback passing yards, uh, attempts, completions, etc., We've got the running back, uh, rushing attempts, yards, receptions, and scrimmages, of course. And then we've got the uh, wide receiver one and two, and then the tight end there. So the Lions have actually done a fairly, fairly good job of um, being an all-round good team. And we can see that when we look at the DVOA as well. We can see the Lions ranking about sort of nine or ten in in total team DVOA. Packers aren't far behind. They're, on, uh, they're about 12th as well. So they're also doing a really good job. 
we can see a few consistent uh, metrics that have stood out. So teams have been needing to throw the ball on the lines a lot. So they have been in those competitive games. We know the game against Seattle was an awesome shootout, as it always is between those two teams. Um, the Lions have had a, done a good job of uh, stopping running back rushing yardage. So they have been quite good against the run, which makes sense. We know that that defensive front is very good. So... Um, despite the fact that, you know, Isaiah Pacheco with Kansas City wasn't able to get much going. We know Kenneth Walker did struggle and that we didn't see too much Zach Charbonnet with Seattle. And then, yeah, even uh, Bijan and uh, Tyler Algier were uh, not able to get too much of a run game going, but we know the Falcons did try to throw the ball a little bit more then. So we are looking at some possible rushing yardage under, which I do like for Aaron Jones because he is more used in the passing game. And we know that AJ Dillon, can't get too much going. So let's take a look at that ticket later. Also running back receiving yards. We know Bijan was able to get the uh, receiving options that he needed. And then there wasn't too much there needed for Seattle and KC, but they were still able to get it anyway. So maybe we might look at pass catching options there. And then as far as the receivers go, as uh, Christian Watson, we haven't really seen anything. Romeo Dobbs, uh, we're not too sure about. Jaron Reed, uh, he's still finding his way. And then um, their tight end, uh, Luke Musgrave, has been playing very well. So we'll see how that matches up as well. But I'm going to be honest, I'm not looking at too much on the Green Bay side of things. There is one thing that I had in mind. Let's cut across two Green Bay Packers now who played the Bears, the Falcons, and the Saints. And they've, um, in the games they've been underdogs, they've won. Uh, they didn't get the two, minus two that they needed for the Saints, but they did win that game as well. So they've been playing really, really close games. Um, and I think that they're slightly undervalued in this spot. Now, their defense has been giving up a lot. We can see that the quarterbacks who haven't needed to achieve too much have been able to uh, find some success in moving the ball. Um, the running backs as well have also been able to have success running the ball. So they, the Bijan and Tyler Algier did have a better uh, go of it than they did against the Lions with the Packers. So the only thing I will say with this Saints uh, stat line is because Derek Carr did get injured uh, halfway through the third quarter or towards the end of the third quarter and Jameis came in, Sort of had I've done this weird sort of like fusion thing where I've sort of fused the two together just to try and get a better understanding of what we can expect, what we can see, and similar with the um, both Saints running backs in Kendry Miller and Tony Jones Jr. were able to actually reach their prop lines that they needed as well. So I like this spot for Jameer Gibbs. Whether David Montgomery is there or not, I think there's a few things that we can get out of Jameer Gibbs in this spot. And then we can see the wide receiver too, whoever that might be. Last week, for it was Michael Thomas. In previous weeks for the Saints, it has been Rashid Shaheed. But they were able to get success there more so than um, when they have to obviously go up against J.A. Alexander, which can be tricky. Um, but we know Chris Alave, Alave was still able to find success there. And then the Saints tight ends, they've been a bit all over the shop, so we can't read too much into it. We're hoping Sam Laporta has another fantastic game. But once we get to it, you'll see his lines have increased quite a lot. So that uh, will be tricky. All right, let's get into the quarterback props. We'll start there. Okay, so as you can see, not too much to take away from Jared Goff at this stage. I will say I was tracking his uh, stats and uh, pass attempts last year, and he was out. He was going over his pass attempts quite often last year. It was quite a safe bet to always bet the overs. But I think that's because last year Jared Goff was a little bit more undervalued than he is this year. I think uh, people have sort of caught up to the Detroit Lions system. 
Um, so that's why Jared Goff has been a bit up and down. KC, we know Kansas City is a really, really good defense now. So that's why that was tricky. We know Seattle is not a very good defense. So quite two polarizing teams there. And then the Saints sort of fit somewhere in between. So here's what I'll say about Jared Goff. I do have a note. Um, it's sort of like a third tier option. I'm not betting it, but if you can get sort of like, I think 34 and a half is not a bad line to bet over in attempts, especially if the Packers are going to be competitive. Um, if it gets to 35, I'm probably staying away. If you can get down to 33, that sounds pretty good. Um, as far as pass completions go as well, I'd probably stay away from it. Uh, we can see he's been really hit and miss and unless it's a shootout. If we're expecting a high score again here, we can expect maybe it to go over, but we'll see. Um, if we move over to the Packers side of things with Jordan Love, I actually am interested in a couple of things here, mainly his rushing yards. They're still sitting around about 15 and a half. And I do understand why the week one, he got 12 rushing yards. He only needed 10. So that was a little bit under. If he had had 15, he would have hit under, but then 23 rushing yards in week two. And I'm just having a quick look, 39 rushing yards last week against the saints. I think that this is a uh, opportunity that we can get now while it's still very low. I expect this to increase as the season goes on. If it gets to 20, I'd be happy with taking over 20 as well. 25 is where it starts to get a little bit risky, but 15 and a half. I love that. Um, so I'm definitely looking that way. Um, potentially the passing yards. Yeah, look, if Christian Watson makes a return, that is also quite interesting to look at. Probably wouldn't look at the two passing touchdowns, though. And we're going to need to see a little bit more consistency um, from the attempts and completions there. So let's let's have a, let's uh, key in the 15 and a half rushing yards there. Moving over to the running backs now. So like I was saying, Jameer Gibbs is in a really good spot against the Packers who haven't done a tremendous job at stopping the run. However, in rushing DVOA, they are still one of the, the top, I think they're a top 12 team there. So all round, not too bad. I will say if David Montgomery comes back, um, there's a few lines that I probably like for him, including rushing yards as well. But if we can keep getting this Jameer Gibbs the three things I'm looking at is rushing yards. If it's around 40 and a half, and we don't know what it is yet because they the books don't know the status of David Montgomery. But if you can get 40 and a half, I don't mind that. He had a very good week last week against the Falcons. Rushing attempts, I also don't mind if you can get seven and a half betting over that as well. And then the receiving yards is a bit risky. If it's about 25 and a half, I kind of want to bet the over. And it just comes back to what we were saying before uh, Green Bay hasn't had too much success on the ground against running backs, especially in the pass catching area. There might be a bit of value there. I just, the only problem is we haven't seen um, the Lions and Dan Campbell use Jameer Gibbs in the passing game, probably as much as we expected to see early on. If you can get any uh, receiving props for David Montgomery, just go under. It's usually pretty safe, but don't include it in a parlay. We're not too sure yet. Rushing yards should be fine. Um, I would stay away from any longest rushing yards the added props at this stage because we don't know the status of his health and how much he'll be used on the Packers side of running backs. Look, it's all Aaron Jones here, probably in the passing game. I would prefer, but we'll have to see how he pulls up. Um, the rushing yards, I would probably be inclined to bet the under. AJ Dillon rushing, probably bet the under there as well. Betting against AJ, <laughs> AJ Dillon. 
is a safe bet. Um, yeah, not too much else to say on that side of things. Let's finish off with the receiving options here in uh, Armin Ra, St. Brown, Josh Reynolds, Sam Laporta are the main ones we're looking at. Marvin Jones might be in there as well. Um, I don't think that they are too happy with Marvin Jones at the moment, so I'd probably stay away from him. This is what I was saying before. So Jair Jai Alexander is matched up on Armin Ra, St. Brown. He is this week getting six and a half receptions, but his yardage has stayed the same at 75 and a half. And that's a really good indication for me that I would probably be inclined to bet the under on the 75 and a half there. Uh, Packers have done a good job at st- putting uh, shutting down the receiver one option so far, but it's the receiver two that I'm looking at because they're the ones who have gotten away with it so far. The tricky part has been trying to work out who is the receiver two. In this, op- in this instance, it has been Josh Reynolds. Having said that, last week, Josh Reynolds played 70% of snaps and didn't even get a single target, which means he was just getting absolutely no separation. But we know that the Falcons' backs, they're very, very good. I'm guessing AJ Terrell wasn't on him too much, but even then, I think all around that they've been very good. I don't expect that to continue. I actually think Josh Reynolds probably gets back to what he was doing in week one, in week two, where he was actually quite dominant. And the fact that he had such a dud last week means that his lines are going to be deflated and we can make the most of that and get on top of that. So Josh Reynolds, over two and a half of love, over 30 and a half. I'm really happy with that as well. Getting to Sam Laporta now, like this guy, he's he's having breaking some records at this point for rookie tight ends. He's off to a flying start. I'm not sure how much that's going to continue. And look, as he has played more and gotten better and been more involved, the lines have increased as well. We're getting to a point now where, in, because it's primetime game, he's up to 45 and a half receiving yards, four and a half catches. So I know he did it last week and he's done it before, but five catches for a tight end, especially for a rookie tight end, especially in this spot in a divisional game. I just, I struggle to see that. I'm not betting the under, but I'm definitely not betting the over either there. That's a bit of a risk. The 45 and a half, look, he, I mean, I, I understand he had that huge bomb touchdown from Jared Goff last week. I'm just like, I am I know he keeps smashing his lines. I'm just not really on it this week. I might stay away. I just need to keep seeing it. But I understand the more I stay away, the more it will increase if he does go over as well. Okay, let's finish with these Green Bay receiving options. And like I was saying, there's not a lot there. I know Romeo Dobbs has been very good. He's been demanding a lot of targets. Uh, but even in the first couple of games, he was scoring a bunch of touchdowns. He wasn't getting the yards he needs, though. Uh, Jaden Reed has been not too bad. But again, rookie, I'm not really looking that way either, especially with these Lions backs who have been playing relatively okay. Luke Musgrave, if I was going to look anywhere at the receiving options, I might look there uh, just because he's still at 35 and a half receiving yards, three and a half receptions. I'm not going those receptions. I'd go the receiving yards if I was going to bet it, but I probably won't. Um, if you can get Christian Watson, so this is going to be interesting. If he comes in at around 40 yards, I actually don't mind that to bet the over. We just don't know what it's going to be. But four and a half receptions, I don't think I would bet that. Three and a half, yeah, it's tricky. We need to see more out of Jordan Love, I think, to really get a better understanding of that one there. Okay, so let's have a look at the tickets. So, so far, I think we landed pretty happily on Jordan Love over 15 and a half rushing yards. We really, really like that one. Jameer Gibbs, I'm okay with the over 40 and a half rushing yards. Quite like that one as well. And I'm also going to go with, yeah, hmm. I'm tossing up between Amon Ra St. Brown under 75 and a half and Josh Reynolds over 30. I think I'll lock in Amon Ra St. Brown under 75 and a half for now. Watch that come back to bite me. 
Um, and then a couple of other ones that you might be interested in. Sam Laporta, over 45 and a half. We could go there. And also, if uh, Jared Goff's passing attempts stay low, we could go there as well. If it's under 34 and a half, I don't mind betting the over there. And then just sort of having a look at these running backs for Green Bay, potentially on rushing yards, betting those unders as well. It should still be a really good game. And like I was saying at the start of the show, at this stage, I am 12 and 2 on Thursday Night Football. So if you're a big uh, proponent of uh, positive regression like I am, I would expect that to come down. So maybe don't parlay these together. Maybe um, just give you a couple of ideas of what should be worth um, worth having a look at, taking a look at at the very least. That's going to do it for another week, another Thursday night preview. Thank you so much for watching. Please like and subscribe. We're getting a lot of really great feedback, even with our shit takes. People are saying that was a shit take, but I still really, really enjoy your content. I'm very into that. I really like that uh, aspect of it. Um, We'll catch you next week. Jay will be back. Sully will be back with the Sunday slate as well, where we will go over a bunch of uh, a couple of L's that we had, but also plenty of wins as well. Thanks for watching, Prop Nation. Enjoy your weekend ahead. Go to the Lions if you're in Australia watching the grand final this week, and uh, we'll catch you soon. Thanks. I can't